It's Paolo here from The Song Will Go On, and we're celebrating our podcast launch by giving away some free stuff to our listeners. We'll be giving away some classic soundtracks on vinyl, as well as free gift cards to music services like Tidal and Spotify. From three months of free premium subscriptions to the grand prize of one year of premium Spotify. To enter to win, all you have to do is leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot, share it on social media, and tag us in it. And then at the end of the month, we'll announce the winners via Instagram Live. Not only can you win some great free stuff, but you also help us grow our podcast and make sure that not only the song will go on, but the podcast will go on. And now let's start the pod. On today's episode, we're hiding inside some instrument cases and we're going to try to sneak on stage with Paraline and we're going to electrify the crowd. Oh yeah, it's the song Eye to Eye by Tevin Campbell from the 1995 movie, A Goofy Movie. Let's start the pod. Hello and welcome to The Song Will Go On, the podcast inspired by the songs, inspired by the motion pictures. Some we love, some not so much, but we're gonna cover them all. I'm Paolo Grassini, and I'm joined by my co-host, known for her epic science slumber parties, <laughs> it's Sofia Matano. What's up, so? Hello, I'm so excited to talk about this one. Yes, I know, you're like- <laughs> you, you already know. Yes, but someone else is also excited. Our guest today, you know, an original roadie for Powerline's 1995 standout tour. It's JP Lee. Yes, I love that. Hey, it's good to be here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gotta say, the YouTube channel, Essence on Frame, which I absolutely love. Some of my favorite video essays, and I kid you, your Jurassic Park. It's like one of my faves, so. Dude, thank you so much. And, and the music cue just dropped out perfectly. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> and today's episode, I have to say that we obviously know nostalgia runs deep in this one because we're going to talk about the song Eye to Eye by Tevin Campbell from the 1995 classic for us, apparently a goofy movie by Disney. But I didn't pick the song. Sophie didn't pick the song, surprisingly. <laughs> JP, you did it. I did. Why did I you did. choose? It's all my fault. I'm so grateful for, for picking this. <laughs> no, Why? Thank Why you. Did, what made you choose this song? I, before, before getting too deep into it, I think the main reason was because I, my inner seven-year-old would have been so angry at me had I not really pursued this song. It is genuinely has been a part of my life for the last 27 years. I'm dating myself. Uh, it's yeah, this, this movie was a huge deal for me growing up. So it was, I'm really excited to talk about this particular song. So I, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of love coming. Okay. Oh, good. So much love. Nice. So this is, yeah, this, I feel like this episode's going to be a lot of praising. Some other episodes might be like, what's going on here. This is not one of those. We, we all have a strong connection to this, but before we talk about the song, that's going to come later on the episode. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about the movie because there's no song without the movie and that's our deal we gotta first see its creator the movie alive it's alive it's alive and i just gonna say but i mean it's a 1995 movie but still if you haven't seen the movie spoilers we're probably gonna talk about spoilers about this movie so 
if you haven't and you don't want to hear that, you just want to hear the song, you can also, we have timestamp in the episode description, so you can jump to that. But just FYI, friendly warning, we are going to talk. In order to do that, in order to start talking, so I want you to do your thing and set up the movie for us so we can start talking about it. So talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So A Goofy Movie is a 1995 animated musical comedy directed by Kevin Lima and produced by the now defunct Disney Movie Tunes and Walt Disney Television Animation. The film is a follow-up, I know, right? (laughs) The film was a follow-up to the Disney Afternoon television series Goof Troop and set three years later when Goofy's son Max is in high school. I didn't know that. I know, right? Is this a sequel? Kind of. It's it's a, it's a, oh yeah, it's part of the, the Goof Troop (laughs) franchise. It's part of the Goofy cinematic universe. So, uh, okay, let's get into this movie. So, determined to prove that he's not a loser, Max plays a prank on his school by dressing up as the rock star Powerline. This lands him in hot water with the principal, but scores him a date to a viewing party of the televised Powerline concert with his crush, Roxanne. Because of Max's trouble in school, Goofy decides to take Max on an emergency father-son road trip to go fishing, causing Max to miss his date. Is that a thing? Emergency road trip. We hey, we need to do an emergency road trip right now. And I love that we had to go to a very specific location, hundreds of miles away. It's been passed down from goof to goof to goof goof. to goof. (laughs) Very specific. (laughs) Well, to not disappoint Roxanne, he tells her his dad is taking him to the Powerline concert, and he will wave to her from the stage. No, Max. The lies. The lies. The lies. So. Max must navigate his rocky relationship with his father, this wacky road trip, and his growing lies. Will he make it to the concert? Will Roxanne still like him? Can he and Goofy find common ground? And the question on everyone's mind, will Bigfoot make an appearance? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, spoiler alert, yes. 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 The answer is yes to all of those questions, but... Okay, so the up-and-coming R&B singer Tevin Campbell provided his vocals as Powerline on two songs, Stand Out and the song we're here to discuss today, Eye to Eye. And we will talk about both Powerline and Campbell at length soon, I promise. Mm -hmm. Um, The film uh, was greenlit right before Jeffrey Katzenberg's firing. So the attitude about this film was that it was kind of a contractual obligation to to make. Uh, That's That's like a weird genre that I like. Which is like watching, watching YouTube videos about <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael uh, Eisner oh. like feud and mm-hmm. these like deep dives. That's a that's a favorite of mine. So many incredible movies came out of that period too, but there's it so did. much so much tumult. Yeah. Uh, well, this movie came out to mixed reviews, actually mostly negative reviews, which I was a little what? Bit surprised by. They um, didn't ask me. Shoot. The, the, the film wasn't a complete disgrace. Like it, it made. Uh, 37.6 million against an 18 million dollar budget. Okay. Um, uh, that's all right, I guess. Um, (laughs) but its opening weekend was up against Bad Boys at the box office. So what are you gonna do? Um, so (laughs) (laughs) it's not fair. As a result, the movie hasn't really been celebrated by the Disney Company, uh, despite being released during the 1989 to 1999 period that we call the Disney Renaissance. Uh, however, with home media release, the film garnered a cult following, and in 2000, Disney released a direct-to-video sequel 
titled an extremely goofy movie. Did anyone see that? I have not. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen yeah? it. Really? I, yeah. I've seen it. And you know what? Because Sophie showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can watch it because both films are on Disney Plus. That's right. Streaming service upon launch, actually. They opened the gate <laughs> with those included. And uh, you can still find them there today. Amazing. Yeah. Great job. That's so fantastic. that was great. <laughs> I think we have to start by mm. just going around the table and just talking about our experience, our connection with this movie. And I mean, you already hinted to it, JP, but what is your connection? Obviously, it's yeah. sounding like there's some strong emotional bonds here go way, way back. Way, way back. I, You know, thinking about it, I actually didn't realize it was a theatrical release because I didn't yeah. see it in theaters. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, neither, maybe yeah. I lied at the beginning. I wasn't quite seven. Maybe I was closer to nine because I, I saw 18. it in... <laughs> I, well, that's yeah. I I saw it when when it was on VHS. So I yeah. think I had yep. gotten it at some point. My mom brought it home, and I it was you know easy babysitter for two hours was just putting that thing on, mm -hmm. and I fell in love. And probably played it too many times to count over and over again on repeat. And I remember getting I think it was one of the first soundtracks I ever like had on CD. Heck yeah, <gasps> really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. So there were times where like I would be with my best friend in in her mom's car <laughs> and just forcing the CD into that car. So whatever <laughs> car I was in, I basically demanded that that's, that soundtrack be played in Long, its entirety. Long um, live the compact disc. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And you knew you had a fancy car when you could have like multiple CDs in like in <gasps> oh, rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as long as that was in there, I was happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just and we'll talk about the music more. But I think it was they kind of go hand in hand. You really can't have like one discussion without the other. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, 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 I have probably seen the movie upwards of a dozen to fifteen times oh, yeah. at least mm -hmm. that I can remember, and and have had the music on repeat, you know, throughout my entire life. So just to have it back in like Spotify and be able to like play it whenever I want on demand has been kind of amazing. Sophie, this is a silly question. <laughs> what is your relationship with this? Yes. <laughs> Detail. Well, uh, I of course loved it as a kid. I think I discovered it at home instead of in the theater too. My taste in movies growing up was really dependent on what VHS materialized yes. in yes. my house. And I don't know where they came from. Like I have very few memories of actually purchasing VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. They just sort of appeared whenever a, a, some adult in my life would present them to me. Goofy movie was not one of them, actually. I recorded this off of TV so I can visualize now the tape with my dad's handwriting on the label that's like illegible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dad, but you know, it's true. And I, <laughs> I watched it so many times. And I think if you're watching the one that you recorded off of TV, you know that that's true love. Absolutely. Yeah. When it's like doing the tracking and you yeah, think yeah, the quality is yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then I also rediscovered it in college with my friend and uh, college roomie, Anna. Hi, Anna, if you're watching or listening. <laughs> um, and we would have that on in the background pretty much any time we were hanging out I at one that. of our dorms because it, it did get a DVD release. Mm -hmm. So that was... Uh, Maybe our comfort freshman year of college. <laughs> Connect with something from your childhood. Yeah, exactly. Oh, adjusting to being adults suddenly. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So I think because of the two of those, I I, I think I have every line of this movie yes, in watching, ingrained yeah. in my brain. That's oh, impressive. Yeah. So watching prep for this, watching the movie with Soph, it was like a sing-along. Like she would say every dialogue, every piece. Amazing. And yeah. Amazing. The, 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 the voices and we the should accents. Do, we should do a face-off. <laughs> Both of you, like who can, who, I'll just stand Ooh. in a corner with a, like a stopwatch and see how many clicks. From the first frame lines, of the film, how yeah, far yeah, you can yeah. get how without missing a line. How many do you get? 
you know, I'm a little bit on the older side, but still, it's funny that the same thing you talk, you both talked about the VHS aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, it's a Huge. it's a thing. That's how I discover movies. Like, my parents just snatched those like they were Jordans. They just like we gotta buy <laughs> yep. them all. Yep. You know, and they would like show up and like here. Like, shut up and watch this. I, I think it was, like, the equivalent of, of handing the iPad, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Just, it's, like, it here's a VHS. Occupies your time. And, yep. Please give me, like, two hours of peace. Um, well, it's also, like, think about, it, like, our parents' generation, when they were growing up, they got to see a movie in theaters and that was it. Like, it, or it would be, like, a special occasion on ABC. We benefited from our parents being obsessed with the idea of being able to rewatch stuff. So they would buy it. And then, by extension, we just get to benefit from seeing something a yeah. hundred times. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, at this point, like... We kind of got access to the whole Disney catalog. Like Just I know they so were putting suddenly. out, uh, yeah, they were mm -hmm. putting out the, the new releases. The vault but then, did not exist back then. The well, Disney the vault, vault, the vault opened for us <laughs> yes. because yes. They, were, like, <laughs> they saw like, oh, we can make money off of these old movies that are just gathering dust by yeah. putting them out on VHS. So I mean, so many. Like I didn't, I didn't see Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Like I think Lion King was the first one. That I actually saw in theater. Yeah. There's just mm -hmm. so many movies I discover in VHS. That also explains why maybe I've seen Rockadoodle Doo, whatever, <laughs> oh, animated. Like, so is good. that like a John Bluth, I think, animated or yeah, something? Yeah, I was going to say Rockadoodle, yeah, Don Bluth. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I th think. I think I've seen that more than like 15 reference. times. Yeah. It's just way more than enough, but still. <laughs> um, so that explains all of it. And it's funny that uh, we all sort of had that connection despite mm -hmm. a little bit of an age difference. But I didn't grow up with like that. I, I really liked it, but I didn't grow up with oh my God, this is like something classic from my childhood. I think until a couple of years ago, especially I think when I met Soph, like, mm -hmm. oh, people really love this. And oh, yeah. I guess I do too, because I really remember it fondly. I just haven't thought about it in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then I reconnected with the song, just not to get ahead, but that also sort of like, oh, this is way more special than I remember. But at the time, I guess I really want to talk about why was it special? Because for me, I think it was just fun. It was relatable. I think, mm -hmm. and even watching it today, it's not this like nostalgia dopamine hit. Like it's something actually like the quality holds up. Like it's a really well-written movie. Like yeah. the characters, I feel like they're very relatable, especially as a kid and what you're going to, like it feels mm -hmm. honest. And this came in that you guys were saying about the Disney era and we're talking what Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, like these yeah. fantasies. But here we are, like the first, like really actually like real world almost, you know, yeah, they're it's goofy. Right. But the plot is about a teenager's son and it's that. It's so yeah. relatable. And it, it, I mean, watching it when I was in elementary school, it's like, oh, that's what high school's like. That's <laughs> yeah, the right? drama that I'm supposed to like look forward to. And like, it definitely was hyperbolic in the sense I that I- better know how to sing apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what hijinks am I going to get into? Like, I'm not going to lie to that degree. Like, can we just acknowledge that like, have... the stuff Max got himself into yes. so, like, it, he twisted himself into such a pretzel. I, have, really I have an off the cuff question for, oh, oh, for oh, you. Oh, terrifying. Here we go. Okay, go if ahead. you had to perform a song to impress your high school peers, like he did with <laughs> Powerline. Oh, oh stand out, stand out. What, what would you choose? Okay. The first thing that popped into my head. Say it, because that's the truth. Yeah. You know how it works. <laughs> Don't stop me now, queen. Really? Oh, that's such a good answer. Because okay. it's like, it's fun. So even if you're not great at it, people will just be sort of dancing and enjoying it. Yeah. But you, you can get, you can hide in the song a bit, I think. If Freddie's singing in the background. Yeah, well. right. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's doing the heavy lifting. I bit off more than I could chew, <laughs> but that's the one I would probably gravitate towards. Oh, that's a good answer. So do you have? 
an answer? Knowing my high school, it... Oh, uh, I, I, that, that would have been well, wild. Like, how many students in your high school? There were upwards of 3,000. Three, that's a town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my graduating class was about 900. Oh, my. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so if I'm impressing all those people, I don't know if we can, we can all fit in You have one to building. do like the opening <laughs> act of like the Beijing Olympics or something yeah, to right, captivate exactly. that kind of audience. 500 extras. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was in my like dark stage, uh, teenager. So you I probably would have gone with like metallic and like, Ugh, Oh, nice. Probably. Inner Sandman. Let's rock. That'd be so <laughs> intense. I would pay to would, see would that. Would your Actually, Catholic school be okay with that? That that will be the goal. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to upset the powers oh, to be. That's a movie right there. Well, then the principal's <laughs> calling your mom saying, you're going to get sent to the electric chair. Oh. Uh, <laughs> There's yeah. a road trip in your future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I want to play something for you because we talked about nostalgia. I just want to play it and see what your brains react if they don't melt. <laughs> Okay, I have to acknowledge, first of all, <laughs> hearing that in a head headset, when it's in like surround sound oh. and there's like the flutes fluttering on one side, I'm like, oh, this is That's like such a good incredible. point because we, yeah. 90s kids hear it coming from a shitty speaker. Static, like, I know, static. <laughs> That's the clearest I've ever heard that. It's gorgeous. Before. <laughs> I had a moment over here. I was just yeah. like, okay, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> that That's is, my happy place. Yes. For, for anyone who's like, what? what is going on with these? <laughs> that is the, the VHS intro. I think that's like the 90s home Disney home movie entertainment intro. Mm -hmm. So all of what we're talking, all those VHSs, it was like that sort of, that was our brain is wired to sort of go a special place when we hear that. Oh yeah. And before, after it'd be like coming soon. You're like, yes. oh, okay. And I've seen this a hundred times, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> that, that movie's already come out. Because, <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not making this up and I don't know how this is going to look, but you know what I've done in YouTube now lately? look up VHS commercials and there's people who <laughs> rip them and put them. So I was like, what are the commercials in 1990 from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, VHS? Oh my god! And I play them and it was like, oh my God, there's that Pizza Hut commercial about the baseball game that I like watched 90 billion times. There's like three asides I could make for this. But for a goofy movie, there is an incredible like music video that happens before the movie. We'll have really? to look it up. We'll have to like include a link of it or something. One of those that stands out to me was before uh, the Swan Princess. There's Ooh. an ad for Pillsbury Rolls, <laughs> and it's so like odd. integrate. They integrate scenes of the movie into it while they're playing like that jazz song that they would include. Hey, the movie's about to start. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, that one really stands out because it's also the first thing you see before the movie starts. Yeah. What, what a, what a yeah. tone setter. Right. Land Before Time had a Pizza Hut one where this kid put the, the spoon on his nose. And I have no idea what the context for the rest of the for the rest of the commercial was. But I would try to like do that while I'm watching the movie. Mm -hmm. Just spend like an hour and a half with a spoon <laughs> on my nose. My mom's like, she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, you said this in your setup, but observation watching this for prep. Mm -hmm. Max's lie is insane. It really is. Like, Ridiculous. why would you dig a hole that big? You're like, okay, not only am I gonna, because they live in Spoonerville, which I don't know where it's located, but it sounds like it's very far from LA where Powerline's concert is being held. It's mm -hmm. also far from Lake Destiny, Idaho, because that's where they're really going good fishing. Point, really <laughs> good point. <laughs> Thank you. And then he just like, 
oh, not only am I going to make it to power, that, that alone, it's like, <laughs> damn, you're going to go to go to Powerline right. concert. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get on stage. Roxana's probably like, oh my God, you're going to get on stage. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm going to wave to you. And he just like. You're going to see it. I'm like, damn, Max. Yeah, like, just unsolicited, just made it worse for himself at each turn. He couldn't even stop it, albeit the concert. No you one know, even you know, challenged like, him. They're like, like a normal okay, person. Okay, I guess. But he's like, no, I, my dad is friends with Powerline <laughs> and I'm going to be in the in the concert which is already like even if that were true i would find that hard to believe exactly the other crazy thing that happens and this one the max lie is obvious but also the girl inviting the whole school to watch the concert or the pay-per-view event clearly Sophie Sophie cannot yeah, invite it. this was her not whole my school. school she would need a venue yeah. in and of itself but i have to say that also i can relate cuz i don't know of you but i've had pay-per-view parties i did when i was growing up i did not do this they were very high either. pressure scenarios well <laughs> one of the things i i did it a lot of ways but in puerto rico boxing is a big thing mm-hmm. and they would have like tito trinidad at that time was a huge boxer he gave okay. oscar de la hoya his first defeat of, i mean whatever huge <laughs> and it got to a point where those were like the biggest parties you can attend to was a boxing fight pay-per-view. Mm. Like no one cared about boxing. It was just like- the, It was a thing to do. The biggest excuse yeah. to hang out. And me and my brother once took the major responsibility of putting on a, a fight pay-per-view one. And it's mm. so nerve-wracking because you don't know how it would, like the technology is so kind of like weird. Like oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. like I invited over 200 people. They're showing up. Everything's to your ready. house? Well- Okay, I'm I'm exaggerating. Okay, but, but <laughs> like, to my I was house, like, I've been to that. How much food did <laughs> yeah. you have? To my house, I would say at least I like 35 or 40. Okay, that's, that's a big. Difference. I don't know if that's how many people show <laughs> it up. Felt like 200. Okay. It's a lot. Like we had like a, a a trash can just full of of beers and stuff like that. It's a lot of people. It's a small wedding. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, the way that this comes is you call on a phone and you say, "Hey, I want to order the fight or whatever." Oh, that's right. And yeah. they go like. Trend, whatever transaction complete you hang up the phone and it's supposed to show up on your tv so it would always be so nerve-wracking because not it always it, it would show up and you're like please show up but anyway pay-per-view party so uh, <laughs> i have another question and don't come at me but i just i saw something i feel bad but it's like is is goofy ugly okay i have <laughs> thoughts on this okay because I don't think that Goofy is ugly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this because my mom's favorite Disney character is Goofy. Aww. So in her, he's in one her, of my favorites. In too. his defense, he, well, the thing is, is like because we watched as kids, I'm I'm seeing it from Max's point of view, and I think to him, a fate worse than anything is like turning into your father. Like that's how he sees it. Oh, his, so we're, his literal nightmare, his which lit- opens the exactly. Film. <laughs> so you're like given Max's point of view, and Max's point of view is like that's a terrible thing to have happen. <laughs> so and it's we're more supposed of personality. To like, it's more of personality. It's personality. It's the goofiness. It's okay. The, it so it's not like, like I, I don't want to look like Goofy because that's what I. I it's just watching this. I was like, dang, Max. Like, no, no, he did him dirty. That's I think a, Goofy's he's lovely. Such a great guy. He's like an amazing dad. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. Yeah. It's just because it's it's a father son dynamic. Which, I think. Speaking yeah. again, going to the universal, just a good storytelling in this movie, but like what a message when you're a kid to sort of like, Roxanne actually ends up liking him for the things that he is embarrassed. It is. That's what like I'm saying. Laugh, it's well the written. Big, the right? laugh is like a yes, big thing. Yes, he has she finds the goofy endearing. laugh and she likes it. And yeah. he was trying to hide that. And that's yeah. like, oh, that's like one of the things that I like. Oh, Roxanne's a real one. Yeah. I think the other thing I saw that I really like on the movie, rewatching it now for the pod is... Man, good physical comedy, you know? Yeah. Age as well. Physical comedy, I feel like age as well versus like... Goofy does it best. Truly. Outdated jokes, but I found myself... 
just really enjoying the physical comedy part yeah. of it. And there wasn't like the movie doesn't really feel dated because the plot that mm-hmm. tug of war between teenager and parents. Yeah. Shit, I mean, that's gonna be forever. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. universal. And then also, the, yeah, the, the, the physical comedy of it. So I feel like those two things just like. I think make it really age well. That's a really good point because I think that's something Goofy's like, that's one of his trademarks is the physical, the physicality of that right. character is just, he's like almost elastic, you know? But I think it's in a day and age where 2D animation isn't necessarily as like heralded as it, as it once was, it's really cool to go back and revisit a movie like this that like just leans into it and didn't break the bank. The budget, like you said, wasn't ridiculous and they still mm-hmm. had the animators that were doing some really, really incredible work. So it's awesome. Yeah, it would be hard to picture a movie with this tone coming from disney today now yeah yeah uh it does make sense that it is connected to goof troop and and Mm -hmm. tv because Mm -hmm. i think that this movie being more of a slice of life compared to the the other movies that came out in this time it it just makes sense to me that yeah that, that 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 was the product and that it it is clearly made by people who have teenagers Yes, there's something cathartic about having the story told, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, the only thing that has not aged well, the kids calling Powerline a rock star. (laughs) Not a thing. Sorry. Rock Rock stars aren't a thing anymore. No, they're dead. They don't exist. What are they now? They're just pop pop stars. stars? Oh, so so pop became ubiquitous instead of rock. The, The tone of this movie is really interesting because we do have the physical comedy Mm -hmm. and we then we kind then we have the musical theater type songs yeah yeah, plus the power line pure pop rock whatever you want to call it but in between all of that we have these kind of very sincere father-son moments like the high dad soup part you cry yeah i genuinely (laughs) tear up every time and i can't imagine i mean i'm probably closer to well i don't know Maybe not, but I was going to say I'm probably closer <laughs> to Goofy's age than to Max's age at this point, oh, and yeah. I can Sophie, imagine. you just melt my brain. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Actually, I might take it possible. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, yeah. our brains, our brains. But I mean, I don't have kids yet, but I can imagine mm-hmm. this might destroy me if I had kids, and then watching the high dad suit part. Oh, that's a really good note. I just still haven't recovered about yeah, what's Goofy age. <laughs> How what? old is Goofy? <laughs> you, you've thrown Paolo into an existential crisis. Well, let's see. Max is at least 15. Also, so. is this now just becomes a sad story? Like when, at what age did Goofy become like a widow or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because his wife is in Goof Troop. No. Isn't she? Is she? I don't I know. I didn't is. watch the show. Oh, this I got mean, so sad. So guess. she died recently. <laughs> oh. No. Why didn't? Why wasn't Max more excited about this road trip? Oh, no. I have to guess, car accident and Goofy was driving because he, <laughs> oh, he does some crazy God. driving. Like they literally Too dark. The car ends up in a river, and I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know if that makes the cut. That yeah. was dark. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that calls for a short break. Uh, <laughs> it seems like we all are in agreement with this one. We revisited. We all really like it. Some of us have really strong bonds and some of us have created new bonds mm-hmm. but this has h ball and we definitely sort of have a strong bond this is a goat one this is but we're gonna take a short break and when we come back it is that time yeah we're gonna jp eye to eye, eye, to eye. let's do it gonna be the bomb.com <laughs> <laughs> love it patreon every now and then we need a little support to help make the podcast go on. Patreon, support us. 
And in return, we'll give you all we got. And we need you now, tonight. <laughs> Seriously though, head over to Patreon and support us. We have some really cool perks, exclusive content, and your support will help us grow so we can continue making the show. And then maybe we could afford some singing lessons. Or not sing at all, just talk about the people who sing. Check us out at The Song Will Go On on Patreon. We are back, <laughs> and it's time to deep dive into our feature song on today's episode, Eye to Eye by Tevin Campbell from a goofy movie. And to set the song off for us, I'm going to do a perfect cast. <laughs> I'm going to toss it to Sophie. <laughs> Sophie, do your thing. Set All up right. the song for us. Okay, so a lot of this info came from a great article on SlashFilm.com uh, by Ben Pearson, so please check that out mm -hmm. for, for even more info. But... Eye to Eye is one of two pop songs that appear in the movie by Rockstar Powerline, both written by Patrick DeRemer and Roy Freeland. Director Kevin Lima gave the songwriters the title Eye to Eye, which sums up what Max and Goofy are trying to accomplish over the course of the fishing trip in the movie. It is also reminiscent of some of Prince's song titles, such as I Would Die For You, which is stylized with the number four. Music associate producer Bambi Moe was at Capitol Records and happened to hear Tevin Campbell in another studio. He was up and coming, had been discovered by Quincy Jones, and he was Prince's protege. Yeah. Tevin Campbell is an accomplished R&B singer. He was nominated for five Grammy Awards throughout his career, yeah. and he has multiple yeah, charted seriously. songs. Uh, but at the time, he was just starting out. Campbell's debut single, Tomorrow, A Better You, A Better Me, came out in 1989, which reached the number one on the Billboard Hot R&B Singles chart. And then at just 13 years old, Campbell performed Round and Round, which appeared in Prince's film Graffiti Bridge. Prince wrote and produced the gold-certified song, which peaked at number 12 on the Hot 100. Wow. Campbell also released Can We Talk in 1993, which peaked at number 9 on the Hot 100 and number 1 on the Billboard R&B charts. Uh, this is probably his most recognizable song to date. But back to a goofy movie. The plan to, was to get Campbell's vocals, and the way to get to him was to get Prince's people involved. Hmm. So enter David Z, producer of Purple Rain, among Yay. others. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he suggested they record at Paisley Park, which is Prince's, Prince's studio in Minneapolis. He's like, I'm not traveling for that. Yeah, right. no, yeah. <laughs> you, you come, come here. to me. You want the Prince? <laughs> like, I'm not. Shoot. I'm not. Taking the demos and working his magic on the two Powerline tracks with Paul Peterson, David Z, he did end up flying to LA. <laughs> okay, okay. He was flexible. Uh, so he, <laughs> he recorded Campbell's vocals there. The gospel group The Waters performed the background vocals and Rosie Gaines, a member of Prince's band. Rosie. Yeah, we love Rosie. She was featured as the female vocalist on the song. Uh, in the film, Eye to Eye plays at the climax when Max and Goofy sneak on stage to perform with Powerline. Father and Son performed the perfect cast as choreography to this iconic song. Uh, the song currently has over uh, 23 million streams on Spotify, so fans are continuing to enjoy mm. this cult favorite. Absolutely. So it's made a total of $2.50 yeah. <laughs> for Campbell. Song, right? <laughs> That's great, so good job. Yeah, I didn't know there was that much of a Prince connection. It just felt Prince-adjacent. Yeah, it was definitely the inspiration. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't realize mm -hmm. how many people were actually involved in that. Well, JP, I want to start again with you. Sure. And let's go around the bend, but what is your connection with the song? Was this 
like is this something you've been listening to since that or mm. i don't know yeah I, it's funny because i i think both of the powerline songs are really good like i think mm -hmm. growing up i probably had them like 1a and 1b in my in my mind after today was the song i always like played a lot because yeah. i was a big dork that liked school and like the going to school i don't know that whole dynamic that's i have to there's a lot to unpack there but i think for me like having both of the powerline songs be so good it just introduced me to like top tier like pop tunes and like my yeah. dad loved purple rain so i think he mm. even like enjoyed listening to this soundtrack a bit more because he was like wait a second this, yeah this sounds familiar so I think it just like, it kind of was fun for my family and I to sort of enjoy together at times. Uh, yeah. I, I, if, if you were in the car, that CD, the five CD car changer you, you mentioned, he would be like, yeah, into the first two songs. And then as it goes, be like, oh, can you put something on? Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The and then you Lester's Possum Park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it lost him a little bit there, right. for sure. Actually, there, there were times even as a kid, I'm like, possums, really? Okay. Yeah. We're going for the ride. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I think then by the time it got back to I'd eye, he was like, okay, I'm back in. Yeah, I think that's, that's, uh -huh. it, I just have good memories of, of listening to the soundtrack and bookending it like that with the two Powerline mm -hmm. songs sort of like bringing the whole thing together. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but. It you are, you are. Yeah. You had a connection to it. Totally. totally. Yeah. Sophie, I'm curious because you really love the movie, but does yeah. that translate it into you also really mm. love the songs? Really love the songs, both of them, yeah. actually. Uh, I think what sells me on the movie is that these songs are so good that so I, good. I believe that Max would that the entire school would mm -hmm. be watching this on pay-per-view. Yes. And I believe <laughs> yes. that that Max would create this lie to go to the concert because the songs really are that good. Well, it's that's true. the thing. I, I'm really glad you mentioned that of the quality aspect of it because upon the research, that was in the forefront of the creator, uh, producer David C. He said he approached this as really trying to make a hit for an artist, yep. you know, not just like, oh, I'm going to make this song for this Disney movie or something. Right, right. He was like, I have to make a song for Prince or something, that kind of level of artist. And you can tell that in not just the influence, but the craft. You mentioned something on your setup, which I really like, which is the eye to eye, I would die for you yeah. inspiration. Mm -hmm. And again, is the title, but it also translates to the sound. And here's, let's just put some cool examples here. Mm -hmm. So that's eye to eye. Okay. And then here, let's hear a, a bit of Prince, I Would Die For You. So... Oh man, it, it's it, just there's so much energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So much energy, but also to me, my observation it it really ages like a fine wine. It you does. Know? It yeah. does. And we were talking about that with the movie, and I feel like with the songs too, because where it's taking its influence from mm -hmm. Prince and that sound. I mean, Prince's sound is something that has just really aged well. Like it doesn't sound. An dated. 80s dated, it yeah. really like... Yeah. Because his, his sound was ahead of its time. So we're almost catching up to where he probably already was. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And the cool thing for me, I didn't have... So I enjoyed the movie growing up, but I really didn't listen to Powerline. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't listen to Eye to Eye. When Sophie sort of reintroduced me to that film and I also started, uh, we would go to... If you go to Disneyland, you just see some merch with like Powerline. Oh, yeah. I kind of revisited the, the songs. And I 
looked at that quality you were talking about. I was like, mm -hmm. man, this is like, this song is like legit. That's a good point though. Cause like, if you're thinking about the, the merchandise in the parks is very Powerline specific. Like it's not yes. like, you're not getting like a Max shirt or like a Roxanne. You're getting like Powerline. Like the quality of that artist is transcending the film itself. <laughs> I have a Powerline. I have two Powerline shirts. I have a Powerline tote bag. So we found the market. This is the demographic. Me, I am. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> Hello. Um, but what I think is so successful about the song, like, first of all, it's a bop. It's a total banger. Absolutely. But it also thematically fits with the movie so well in seeing eye to eye. Max and Goofy yep. need to come together. It's and storytelling. Like, storytelling. Yeah. Yes. And, and stand It's serving out. a purpose. Yeah. Storytelling yeah. is the big bang that is driving everything that that, that center that nucleus yep. and you can tell how it i mean the influences and storytelling you look at powerline his logo the atom yeah. you know yeah <laughs> it's so it's so catchy it's so clever mm -hmm. prince not only we talked about the music but the sequence is really great and then we talk about the choreography yeah. part of that and how that's influenced it's the symmetry of having the the song match narratively what yeah. needs to happen both songs like to yeah. your point and then also be just genuinely that good that even if you remove the song from the context of the film, seeing eye to eye is universal enough yeah. to, to live on its own. So yeah. it's just really hard to do both. And they, they hit it out of the park. We're talking about those influences. And one of the cool things I found is that they really approach this like making a hit song. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things I found is producer David C said that he used something called Akai MP660, which is an electronic synthesizer that mm. apparently became like a really big popular tour for hip hop artists and R&B artists at that time. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool when you're doing research and you see this really cool tool that like legendary producers have used. Oh, we also used it in the song for a Goofy movie. For a fictional <laughs> character in a 2D animated film for kids. You're like, yeah, we're just going yeah. to go all out. That's fine. <laughs> so a really cool thing I found on the song, and we're talking about the influences because mm -hmm. it's not just Prince is the backbone, the structure. Mm -hmm. There's there's David Bowie there. There's yeah. Bobby Brown there. Mm -hmm. And even Michael Jackson, not so much, but there's also Sprinkle. But Absolutely. I really found... Oh, I get, I get MJ. Yeah. I found a really cool detail, and I want to show it to you. See if you, if you can pick it up. You hear the guitar, the picking mm -hmm. at the background? It was in the left, left yeah, side yeah. of my yes, so, it was. So I was thinking about that, which I love that technique in guitar. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, here... Let me see if you can sort of make the connection. Oh, yeah. Which is flawless. This is, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, there's such a groove to it. That's some very nice ingredients. You're borrowing there from really good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, good so, catch. So, yeah. So, it's just those, those details. Another thing I, I really found in the song, I don't know how you guys feel about modulation, but... I have to say, oh, I love a key change. Mm -hmm. If I, yeah, it, <laughs> this is one of those song examples that I can be like, this has a good one here. You don't even have to have the, the original key for that change to like land. You're like, yeah. oh, that feels so good. And the bass That's line right, because I, I played it. You played it just without, in the key change. Yeah, just the key uh -huh. change. And it but, still but, works. But you can feel, I feel like I love it when that happens, especially movie songs. It adds like an element because it's tying to the storytelling yeah. aspect of it. Like this, like it's like taking the story 
like a, a notch next level. Above. Yeah. Well, to that point, the baseline. If you, you might even want to play the clip again, honestly. Let's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it climax. Yeah. You know, it's it just up. keeps building. It's so good. Yeah. Now, if we had a camera, you'd see us just doing yeah. the plateaus of like the steps going up. But the baseline's like lifting with it, just like you're, you're, oh, it's so, oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm, at, a, I'm at a loss of words. I'm I, at a loss I of words. I have some shocking news for you. Oh, no. David Z is not a fan of modulations. Yeah, he said that. <gasps> Wait, I, I, I saw that yeah. in the research. He's like, I'm not a fan, but in this but scenario, it works, it works. He said, well, I guess to our point, that's why it's such a good key, key change. Well, I am a necessary. sucker for it. You know, my ears get excited when yes. I hear it. I'm like, it's the same, but different. Well, to that point, you really, no, it's true, though. You have like, it has to appeal to every type of music yeah. lover, whether you're like, can read, whether you can read music or not. Right. And it, it feels right, which is half the battle. That's what it, it, it feels right. And I'm 50-50, but when sometimes it appears and it feels right, and I have a feels right uh, example because couldn't resist, but this is one of my favorite key change. And hopefully you like it and I don't blow out your ears. <laughs> There's just something something oh. about that is so good that you almost like make a face when you're listening to it because yeah. it's just so satisfying. We all, we all made a face. It, oh, we did. It's so good. But I also like because the lyric, she's like, if I could reach and when reach yes. is like that key yes. changing, just, it feels like it's like helping If it you. serves a purpose and it actually fits into the song, it's <laughs> magic. Storytelling. It's magic. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, there's layers of storytelling. Storytelling within the song, zoomed out to the movie, to the broader context. It's just, oh, it's so good. <sighs> I, I didn't prepare a clip for this. Maybe we can do it in post. But <laughs> our, our namesake, My Heart Will Go On, has a great modulation in it. Doesn't uh, the bodyguard, I Will Always Love You, does that like the do yeah. and that? Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's, a, that's a really another one where you're like, if, if you can cut out you, me you, trying to sing it, by the no, way. No, 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 no. You know what that that's feels in. like? That feels like that portrait of, you know, that portrait of that guy sitting in a sofa and the speakers are blowing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Or yeah. like the first shot of Back to the Future when you like explodes <laughs> yeah. the speakers. We cannot, we cannot end this without talking about Rosie. Oh, Rosie, mm-hmm. my heart. Why? Let me show you. Just talk about face. Just, we really made a face in that just, clip. Yeah. One of was like, ridiculous. <laughs> Electrified by the power line, oh. except it's Rosie. Yeah, she really does. I, I feel like mm-hmm. she really adds something to it, not just vocally, but like her presence, that character just adds, adds to the chaos. Like, I feel like you wouldn't have that. You don't have this extra layer mm-hmm. of just tension and chaos and just so chaotic. Everything. Yes. To- yeah, because it would have been good if it was just power line. But it's great. With yes. Rosie came. My, my, my brain's like, I would have lied about yeah. go, getting to this concert just to see Rosie, like on top <laughs> of the power lineup. Yeah, it's, she's incredible. And, mm-hmm. and they animate the heck out of her, too. Like the way that the character that she's on screen as yeah. is just so like over the top and amazing. Oh, the, and the uvula. The uvula. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I do have la- one last thing. And you both know I'm a really big fan of scores. And this is a. The songs are amazing here, but actually also really good score in this movie. Yep. And I was floored, floored when I saw <laughs> Very the, surprising talent, name. the talent behind here. The score is composed by Carter Burwell. 
I don't know if this rings a name, mm -hmm. but he is a go-to composer for the Coen brothers. Yes, he is. <laughs> Yes, he is. Here wow. he is in a goofy movie. <laughs> well, just him and Hans Zimmer just hanging out at Disney, like in the 90s, just chilling out. Like, that's additional so cool. music. Additional music by Don Davis. Mm. Don Davis, the score of The Matrix, the composer for The Matrix. Wow. No way. So many other scores. Here's the one that really floored me. The score was conducted by Shirley Walker. Mm. And Shirley Walker is an absolute legend in film music. She's one of the most pioneering women in film composer she unfortunately died tragically but she did the music for batman the animated series that's oh, she's wow. really you know she did escape from la a john copper one she's just her credits like this one she just pops up everywhere that is cool and you're like man and she was, did it at a time in a decade where like women weren't really that big of a part of film mm -hmm. composer so yeah. i saw her and she's like oh my god shirley walker's involved in this and Pioneer. And yeah, and yeah, like the score, I like it. So lush. So, so pretty. Know. That's our dream sequence at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Maxine's, yeah. Max and Roxanne's mm. love theme, I suppose, or dream theme. But yeah. All right. I think it's time. Do you want to move to answerable questions? Let's. I'm ready. Do it. Let's do it. All right. All right, answerable questions. I'll start with first one. Seven seconds in heaven. What seven seconds from the song gives you goosebumps? JP, I'm going to go to you first. You don't have to worry. I will never let you Just, mm. it's just, it builds so well. It leads into a chorus. It gives you a little rosy gains mm -hmm. and then just like takes her away. And then you're left going like, What's happening? What's going on? It's my favorite part of the song. There's like five or six parts of the song that I love, but that's the one I'm going to stick with. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like on this this is the part where you're getting really hyped. Yes. You're like, because you feel something is, is it's, brewing. It's Something's absolutely brewing. building and then For it sure. takes you back. And I just love when songs do that and they're patient enough to let it build the second time and then give it to you. And I was like, this is the the calm before the storm almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you could, this song, if you could put it on a graph, it's it's like just trending upward, yes. upward. Because it's, Again, going with that storytelling, the client. Absolutely. Like yeah. So, what are your seven seconds in heaven? Play it. I know we got a little teaser of that earlier, but I love the the back and forth, eye to eyes going between the two. Uh, we know that the song is coming to a close, but they're like not letting go. Like this is. <laughs> Like, we're still trending upwards on that graph. And then Rosie Gaines coming in. And, I mean, come and she's on. like, uh, it's my song, too. Yeah. I, Just I so was, you know. I was surprised that was like 15 seconds before the yeah, song ends. You're like, yeah. the song's almost over and they're still giving it to us. I know. It's so good. I like what you really said about the back and forth. Because mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. if you yeah. didn't, if it was only Powerline, only one performing mm -hmm. artist, you kind of don't have that time about eye to eye and a back and forth. I feel yeah. like the if you're thinking works. about yeah. what the song is saying, what's communicating, you need yes. a Rosie, you need another voice there and you need a, a tug give and of take. war yeah, absolutely. between mm -hmm. them. So yeah, thanks. So yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. I might have changed mine. Just <laughs> yeah, I think so too. That's a good we can share. Sign. We can share. Oh, well, here's, here's my seven seconds. <laughs> I mean, just, I just oh, like the nothing beginning. wrong with that. No, I love the beginning. I love yeah. those synths. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it's just, again, I, I instantly am conjure the images of the movie, those 
uh, skylights just moving yeah. around yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, this is this is epic. This is an epic night. Something's about to go down. Get ready. And then just the voice comes in with that drum like, yeah, yeah. 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 Because you're like, they haven't quite gotten on stage yet at that point. But you're like, something feels right. Like they're they're going to do it. It's going to happen. And just, oh, it's such a good moment. And I feel like the concert's been going on. This is probably the closing number, you know? Absolutely. God, it's so fun to talk about a song we love. I'm sure there will be moments <laughs> we talk about a song we don't love, but this well, you one know we love so much. That's fun too. It's yeah. Yeah. very <laughs> different it's fun. fun. Yeah. Different. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Favorite lyric. Mm. What are your favorite lyric? JP. I'm going to go with, and I'm going to read it dramatically. <laughs> I've got myself a notion, one I know that you'll understand, to set the world in motion by reaching out for each other's hand. Yeah. I mean, what? Just such a great message, you know what great. I mean? Like, Going yeah. back to what you said, like when the, the dis, I haven't heard the Disney logo on the headphones. Yeah, I haven't heard eye to eye lyrics. Just read so dramatically. <laughs> uh, yeah, spoken like a spoken word on headphones. You're See? like, man, this is we've unlocked hard. a new thing. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics are really good in this song. Yeah, yeah that they you are. could have picked so many different spots, but I went with one of the earlier ones for sure. Different mm-hmm. spots, Sophie. What did you? I went for. <laughs> if you're ever lonely, stop. You don't have to be <laughs> because <laughs> I know just, yeah, yeah, just just looking at the words, it sort of makes me chuckle because like, while JP, yours were very poetic and, and in good <laughs> advice, this is not very good advice. <laughs> um, if I was lonely and someone told me to stop, I don't think it's that, not that it would like, help me. No, um, it also reminded me of this. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that classic meme. It's um, so good. But I, I actually, <laughs> I almost chose that sequence, uh, these lyrics, as my seven seconds in heaven because it's actually performed so well right? to the point that I never thought it was a little bit silly you until I was actually <laughs> reading the lyrics. Yes. So. That's a good one. Um, My favorite, I would say, is this one. If we listen to each other's heart, we'll find we'll never too far apart. Yeah. We should be listening to that. A I bit really more don't nowadays. have anything poetic to say about it. I just like it. It's for itself. Yeah, it's plenty poetic. You know? yeah. like, I mean, come on. That's all we got to do. Listen to each other. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Listen to Powerline. The world will be a better place. All right. Moving on. Has it aged well? I mean, this is. Yes. We ask ourselves if the movie and song has aged well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you already absolutely. know what we're going to say. Yeah. Yep. It's remarkable. And I, I think it's a. It's, it's a sp- the song itself is held up and the movie itself is held up for a lot of the same reasons. Yes. It's just All right. Really then good. here's the second question mm-hmm. or the following, I should say. Underrated or overrated? Is the song or movie under or overrated? JP, you go first. Okay. Currently, I think it is approaching properly rated. I think it's mm-hmm. been underrated for decades at this point. I think may- maybe it's because it was at a time where, like we'd said earlier, it's in the Renaissance, it fell mm-hmm. like out of favor with all the other things going on in, in the Disney sphere. But I just think now people are starting to realize that it has sound music and it's got a great theme and, and the merchandise is starting to catch up with the passion for it. So I say now it's properly rated, but it's been vastly underrated for years. So agree? I agree. Maybe I just got worked up from doing research and reading some of the <laughs> reviews at the time, but I was like, you guys are off wrong. base. You are wrong. So I, <laughs> with my blood boiling a little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I'm like, this is criminally <laughs> underrated. You guys are wrong. I can also, um, I can agree with that as well. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it did get buried by the Disney Renaissance. And I think it was something that Disney sort of tried to forget until they realized how much 
people our age, millennials, really loved this movie on home release. So I'm glad that it's uh, being represented a little bit more. Agreed. And that it's on Disney Plus so that maybe a younger generation can discover it too. Fall in love with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, JP. Like for a moment, I thought I could go the overrated, (gasps) but before doing this episode. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, you see, but I actually, like I said, I reconnected with everything and legit, this is, it's good. I respect that. Your your, uh, opinion evolved. I I feel like it is like a tad bit underrated Mm -hmm. when you think about other stuff, but Mm -hmm. not drastically underrated. Currently, no. I think they're catching up. All right. Hall of Fame moment. Hall of Fame moment. Who or what? had their best moment in pop culture with this movie or song. And it can be can be anything. However, you want to interpret this. JP, do you have any? Yeah, I think it's the studio behind this film because <laughs> yes. they, they, they had to go against, I mean, 1995 had Pocahontas, Toy Story, and a Goofy movie all in one year. Yeah. And for this film to sort of kind of hold its own and like be in the conversation as like a classic amongst all these films is is a testament to the the small ragtag team of people who put this movie together. So shout out to them. I think they had a, a Hall of Fame moment. Tevin Campbell? Good pick. Is this... I don't know. No, no, I'm asking. I don't... I, I, I feel like I don't know too much about him to... It sounded like Sophie read other moments that seemed like... Well, do you, do you guys remember... Do you remember his song, Can We Talk? This is a great moment for Tevin Campbell for sure, but mm-hmm. but Can We Talk is also his biggest hit, and I think a lot of people really love that song and remember that song from 93, so I don't know if this is his peak moment, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, for his career, but I, I like this song better than Can We Talk. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, I've listened of, to it more for yeah. sure. A couple of no-brainers, obviously, Patrick Dermer and Roy Freeland, the music, and the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like. Thanks guys. Absolutely. Really good. Yeah. Question for both of you. Pop music inspired Disney. Mm. Representation of pop music in Disney films. Is this their best? That's a My really vote good is yes. It's a really good question. Possibly. Well, At the top of my head. I'm yeah. Not. I'm trying to think what else. And if we're going up against Shakira in Zootopia. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Try everything. Yeah, ev- try everything. Try everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not as good advice. If you're feeling lonely, stop. Yeah. <laughs> try everything. Oh, that's a. I'm I giving mean, it to Goofy Movie. I think I have to. Yeah. I, I think it's it's definitely stood the test of time because yeah. you can't think of anything off the top of your head that even gets in the same conversation, except for Shakira, of course. But yeah. yeah I think Shakira, yes. yes, that song. No, I'm sorry, Shakira. <laughs> Here's another one. I don't know. This is a more difficult one. Real world inspire characters. Characters, I mean, oh. I know it's goofy, but they're right, playing right. a dad and a son, a teenager. Characters there are in the real world. I think, this, yeah, the from, scope. Yeah, from Disney, yes. Like, I, is this better yeah. than I was, Pocahontas? Yeah. Hunchback? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it, given the scope of the movie, because the movie is just a father and son trying to figure out the road trip of, yeah, you know, like that's, that's not a terribly complex plot, and it's done very, very well. So I feel like yeah, I don't. Belle know, I is think... not a real inspired character, right? Like uh, she's human, but Mel. she's like that's not someone who exists, right? I that's in the fairy tale for sure. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Well, it's I'll an adaptation. have you know, in fifteen seventy two, a woman was imprisoned in a castle <laughs> by a beast. <laughs> so yes, it's a very real story. Until she said the beast, I was like, I don't know if yeah. this is real no, or not. not. <laughs> I, like, I oh, think I oh, said it oh, with so much conviction. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, how about Hall of Fame moment for Jeffrey Katzenberg? <laughs> no, 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 accidentally. No, no Queeby for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the last one, and this is in my original thought. This is actually something I heard in like a presentation, but uh, black culture, black music inspired. Yeah. Actually, this is one of the first instances that black music and black culture was represented on screen on a Disney. Yeah. Again, not an original thought, but based on that presentation, not mm-hmm. until Black Panther was there like a moment where it would have clearly defined, like, yeah, that presence. Because even Lion King, we get into complicated territory with Tan Zimmer, a German composer. It's Elton John, you know. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. they are. So there were some great African vocalists. Are they? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, but, yeah, um, true. But yeah, this is this is more of a toast to African American culture. Yeah. How about Hall of Fame childhood animated crushes? Whether it's Max Ooh. or Roxanne, don't deny it. You know what? No, yeah. not, for, not for me. Did, well, you, you actually watched said. it when you were older, though. Ah. Well, when you were a kid. And when I was a kid, I had a crush on, on Roxanne, but not that wasn't the, bi- the biggest crush that I had on the Disney. No, Ariel, I, no, Ariel I, for sure. Ariel, yeah. Ariel. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't blame you. Aladdin. But, yeah, Aladdin. He just has that vest, no shirt. The vest. <laughs> Couldn't handle the best. Um, Next one, remix with today's current artist or band. Who would you pick? Who would be your choice for this song? Who would be your power line? JP, you go first. The first name that popped into my mind was it's someone that I would definitely uh, go run to see in in this if i were in this plot this person would probably be the one you that would, I would, you do would it for. go on yeah. stage yeah it's okay. uh janelle monet oh wow oh, that's such a good janelle one. monet just powerhouse and i would love to see man, them perform that would be great yeah that's such yeah. a good fit ah <laughs> man mine's gonna we're all just suck. like it's <laughs> no, gonna suck no, no, no. to your selfie to you good luck uh, I went, I, I feel my interpretation was a little bit boring. I thought who, who the producers would want. Mm-hmm. So I thought either The Weeknd or Bruno Mars. Those no. are solid picks. No, I, I mean, I would love to see Bruno Mars do something. I know that he would do like a more funk he inspired would, version of this, fun. but it would be really good. And also, uh, the, who you said Bruno Mars and you said The Weeknd. Weekend. And The yeah. Weeknd apparently is a huge movie buff. So he would go all out <gasps> on whatever bet, he wants. The Weeknd would be really Goofy cool. Movie. The Weeknd would be really cool. Yeah. Even though Bruno Mars is my pick, I don't know how cool oh. it is. It's just the only one I can think about. But yeah. I would say, mm-hmm. very important, post-Uptown Funk Bruno Mars. Oh, of course. Okay, full on, full on kind of funk mode is definitely like, the you're, that's what you're eyeing for this kind of role. Just not early stuff Bruno not, Mars. Not like ukulele. You are not Bruno Mars. Line, no. Also, no auto-tune, please. That's, that would be my request. If there's something this song stands out as really great vocal performance, yes. please yeah. don't put auto-tune into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a fair request. Next question. Uh, WTF. What the moment? A moment from the movie or song that you kind of think it needs like a second opinion. Like they needed like a second take. Something made you go like, what? Oh, interesting. I interpreted this differently. How? How did you interpret it? It's so funny. It? So I saw the WTF and it was like, I saw this sort of the the moment that just sort of like got my attention and made <laughs> me like, oh, like what? That's okay. That happened in the movie. So that made me like, it was, it's honestly the the, mo- the moment in the movie that made me realize it was actually like well-written put together and like. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, it, we'll, it, we'll take that. Yeah, that okay, sounds, perfect. That perfect. sounds like a good so, moment to talk about. I was like, feel free to take it in a different direction, but this is like a positive thing. So. Um, it's the perfect cast, the dance moment in the final, like five minutes of the film to me, because 
it brings everything together and it's it's to the point you guys were making earlier the fact that like max was kind of like shying away from the parts of him that reminded him of goofy and then for him in front of millions if not a billion Uh, people just do that with his dad is just the end to have power line in like like just pick up on it and do it too you're like yes this is exactly what i wanted from a movie so i know that was sort of like the wtf i can't believe they actually like did that and actually like thought to put that in the film because it's perfect it's tonally perfect i love that i'm like emotional now (laughs) (laughs) self can you compose yourself and (laughs) and what is your wtf moment i don't i don't really have anything for you maybe jp's moment is that what you (laughs) yeah i i think i'm (laughs) her her saying her moment that's Yeah. yeah uh no but i I think maybe the the Bigfoot sequence is a bit of a deviation. That's <laughs> a very good point. We haven't talked about that. Um, but the high dad suit moment makes up for it. Aww. So I, I've already gone on enough about the high and dad suit drop, moment. <laughs> they drop a uh, Saturday Night Live in that moment. I, I, I wonder, right. I wonder what the right. clearance of that must That's have where been. That's where all like, the budget went. They went all yeah. the budget. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a clip actually for mine. This is my Ooh. WTF moment. Okay. Before he ends up in the electric chair. That is actually probably the most accurate (laughs) reflection of what this probably was asking of us. But yes, that's the maybe doesn't show up in today's version of a Goofy movie. But what your son is gonna get electric chair and poor Goofy, he completely believes it. He's so gullible. No wonder wonder why he was like emergency road trip. Of course. He's trying to save Max from the electric chair. This movie is what taught me what the electric chair was. So <laughs> I think that, that was my first exposure yeah. to it too. Next one. To be continued, should we revisit this movie and talk about other songs in the soundtrack? JP. I mean, we didn't really spend much time talking about the other Powerline songs. Mm, that's what I'm uh, saying. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Standouts, uh, arguably the better song. <laughs> uh, ooh, fighting there, words. Certain days of the week, I like that song more. I concur. See, uh, based on when I was looking up uh, Spotify streaming, mm-hmm. it's getting about half the amount of love <gasps> that Eye to Eye gets. So I think rude. we found the really criminally underrated. Song. I have homework to do. I got to play that yeah. on repeat. Well, sorry to say, I don't think we should revisit <gasps> ooh, the sound. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying there's no good standout. Look, I'm let's let's give a little bit of standout moment. Just just for the till you notice me alone oh is so gosh. good. I think we have a key change in this one too, not in that clip. You're but right later though. on in the song. You're standout, right. it's a good song. It's not eye song. to eye. It, eye to eye is uh, way better. But Ooh, but but that song has to be so good yes. because the only exposure you have to it is not Powerline singing it. It is of Max lip syncing. It's good. I'm saying also, I'm this saying is how good, good it has to hold be. Hold down, hold down. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you started this. <laughs> I'm saying it's good. I just what what else would we have to say about standout that we haven't said in eye to eye? You know, it's it's the same influence, it's the same thing. I just don't know. I don't think there's I'm You're right. You're right from like an hour perspective like an hour show perspective, yeah, yeah, maybe to, not. I could do to, it. to be continued, it's not that <laughs> is there, give me the mic. <laughs> it's not it's not is it something good here worth exploring? It's more like, are we going to come back to this? I think we've said all we have to about mm-hmm. Goofy's under. That's just my take. I think this oh, whole okay. conversation, like, is there an artist that you, that an entire school would be that enamored with that would like, that you could get credibility for doing something like that now? Macarena. The Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> Do the also, Macarena. Also from like 1995. <laughs> I don't know. 
Just do the Macarena on your There stool. was such conviction that you said it like yeah. directly to and me. You. <laughs> it was like, whoa. There was eye contact involved. It was, it was intense. Sorry. Um, <laughs> last question. Will the song go on? Will this song continue to live on and be part of pop culture? JP nodding her head. Yes. <laughs> Sophie doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I really hope so. Because mm-hmm. I know that this song is so connected to the movie. So we had the pleasure of getting to play it multiple times on VHS at home. Uh, so I'm just hoping, like I said earlier, it's on Disney plus. I hope that the kids are watching and listening. I think that's why I've hoped for it. I think five yeah. years ago, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, right. Can you dig up the DVD and like get yeah. kids into it? But I, I'm not so, like, I hope so. I'm not so sure. Like I know, I don't know if it's just our generation that mm-hmm. is sort of reminiscing. And then when we move on, if the generations below are gonna continue being a fan of this song, but I hope so. I, I think it should, but yeah. Sophie, you got some YouTube comments for us? I do. All right. So Let's Sophie, get into it. you dug up the deepest holes of YouTube to find what were people saying about <laughs> this song and what did you find? All right. So here's one comment. Fact. This is one of the best Disney songs ever. I mean, I mean that's it's not the best. One of the best. One of, that could be very it's vague. In the discussion. I, it's how, in the discussion. How, I put it up there. How many songs do you put in one of the best? Is it like the, one of the twenty best songs? Sure, one of the fiftieth. Sure, but it's like, are you saying like one know. of the three or not? No, there's way more better. Could songs. be top ten. It could be top ten. Yeah, I'd have to give it a lot of thought. Right. but definitely yeah. top twenty mm-hmm. for sure. First for a movie that was considered perhaps an afterthought for some yeah. people. That's pretty good. I think maybe it cracks, but again, when you start. Backing up the classics, it fills up. Um, yeah, you know, fair. when you start yeah, going true. part of your world, be our guest, friend like me, like, and you can Howard go. Howard Ashman alone has got most of the. You can quickly yeah, just yeah. fill That's up true. ten. So I don't know. I don't. That's true. You know, it's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. Here's another one. This is probably a highlight of Powerline's career. Some random family crashes <laughs> your concert, but teaches you a dance. You and your backup performers keep the show going, and the audience doesn't realize it wasn't planned. It's something that I think could definitely happen in today's world where people yeah. are just like, that must be part of it, right? Let's just go with it. Is the perfect cast a TikTok dance now? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it actually I probably think the, is. I think it was making the rounds on well, TikTok, Well, I guess actually. maybe that answers our question will live on. Maybe I but on I think TikTok it's, I think it's all. Cast. But I think it's all late 20, early 30-year-old oh, people just doing no, it. We just took over TikTok. Now the age is over 30. So we, it's ours yes. now. I don't want to see millennials, old millennials trying to do the perfect cast and then like hurting their shoulder at the that's like, exactly what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> uh okay so here's another one this man max really performed for hundreds of thousands of people with his dad alongside an artist who is arguably the equivalent to michael jackson or prince in his world and a bunch of popular kids and his crush all watched it on a big screen <laughs> this has to be the absolute biggest flex in a movie i've yeah. ever seen can you imagine how epic that would be this movie is an emotional masterpiece <laughs> You know, there's something to that. I don't know. Maybe that's when you're a kid, you're like so enamored with the that's film because also it's such a fantasy of, of everyone. Like who wouldn't want to score that many points with your high school friends uh, yeah. in just one night? Because he was like just doing a performance in a, in a school assembly was going to be yeah. the height of his life. And he just Spooner and he was legend. already popular from that. Like everyone right. knew who he was after Be- that. People are going to talk about Max for like, for like decades. Like yeah. he was this kid from this town, this very town. Absolutely. And he did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, here's one. <laughs> what a big dick power move from Powerline. <laughs> Goofy does the perfect cast once and he just copies the move perfectly yes. like some dance robot. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a prodigy for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this one you might have to go back and look at the movie, but... So are we going to just ignore the blatant murder of the security guard? Oh, yes, I had that too. Oh, my yeah. notes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. He gets electrified yeah. to death, I think. He's like electrocuted. But it's like it's like goofy Disney oh. rules, right? So it's not, I just find it's like, not real for it. Did really. I just find like a thematic connection? He Max is going to end up in the electric chair. <gasps> and the bad guy, which there is no, but the security guard gets electric, <laughs> you know, electrocuted. I mean, now I'm just thinking about the thematic connections between Max and Powerline. Oh, yeah, because mm. he ends up in the electric chair, but it's it's like a way of wow the, the powers <laughs> to be whatever you were into as a teenager to think it's bad versus... That's actually what bonds Whoa. him with his. Yeah, man. He, he <laughs> found a meeting. Yeah. Like, it seemed like a half-baked idea, <laughs> yeah. but no, actually, yeah. there's something there. <laughs> uh, okay, here's our last one. Loki, this is the blackest Disney movie back in the day. You can't tell me all the elements aren't reminiscent of that. Music, Max's swagger, etc. I don't know if I agree on the Max's swagger part. <laughs> yeah, Max isn't. He's a bit of a goof. Yeah. But uh it on stage yep. you, you gotta give it to him that's true yeah very true i think max has swagger just not around roxanne yeah but, that's true but, <sighs> but on his own he's, he's a cool a bit, he's a cool kid he's cool he's yeah a, he's, he's a little bit of a dork but it's like we love it in, yeah in a lovable kind of way of course Unfortunately, I think that's a wrap for us. That's a wrap for Powerline. Man, I wish we had more Powerline songs. Just two. We do. It's called Stand Out, and we're going to do the next episode. That's a wrap for today's episode. JP, thank you so much. You're a true, a you're a true rock star. You are a true oh, rock thank star. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're going to bring the term back is what uh -huh. we're going to yeah. do. And again, you got to check out her YouTube channel, SS on Frame. Like I said, she's made one of my favorite videos, the one about Jurassic Park and Laura Dern. High I love praise. It. Thank you so you much. Check yeah, it check out. it out. <laughs> and so, as always, thank you for all the work yes. and prep on this episode. Thank you. And to everyone for, for listening, thank you all. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And stay in touch with us on Instagram, Twitter, at The Song Will Go On. Let us know what your connection to this song and the film. If we missed something, you want to add something, please. See you on the next episode as The Song Will Go On. The Song Will Go On is written, researched, and produced by Sofia Matano and Paolo Garcia. Theme music is composed by William Russell. Consulting producers are JP Lee and Jonathan Fisher. Recording, editing, and mixing by Sofia Matano and Paolo Garcini. The Song Will Go On is a Gigawatts podcast. You can find Gigawatts on YouTube and on Instagram at gigawatts underscore YouTube.